Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Pittsburgh Steelers fans, it is time once again for another episode of the Steelers Hangover. This is kind of one of those hangovers when you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so tired. (laughs) I was up late watching that game and I went to bed disappointed. Yep, that's what happened. But no problem is the Steelers, well problem, but no problem. We're going to get through it just as the Steelers will get through it after that 16-10 to loss in Miami in primetime. So here we go. Tony Defio is joining me as well as Shannon White. It's good to see both of you, my friends. I'm glad to see, uh, hey, we're on a whole lot earlier. I have some business to take care of this evening. So I'm not going to, I, we could put somebody else in here, but I'm thinking, hey, let's keep the trio together to get through this loss. So here we go. Tony Defio, how are you feeling this morning? Please, please, uh, no shouting. It's, uh, it's too early. It's too early. My, my hangover is, is really intense this morning. It was a, uh, it was a, uh, it was a, uh, a, a rough night. How, how are you doing? Well, we are the hair of the dog that bit you. So we're going to talk about this game, but we're going to, it's going to be like group therapy. We're going to get things going. My gosh, we have some people mad at me. They're like, uh, Pedro's like, it's 11 a.m. bad. And Myrna Jane and Bird's like, it's 5 a.m. here on Maui. <laughs> but hey, this is, this is what you guys do. Yeah. You guys support BTSE. You support your Steelers. It's awesome that we're all in here. So great to see you. Shannon White, how are you, my friend? 
I am tired. I, I, I can't sleep after a night game. It takes me <laughs> forever to wind down. I'm so hyper. I don't drink. So I'm so wired. Uh, I went to sleep about four o'clock. Holy so cow. I'm just kind of running off fumes right now. And, and, uh, yeah, it'll be good to talk and, and, uh, release some of this pent-up uh, energy uh, about the game last night. Did any of you happen to catch the post-game show? It was Dave Schofield and myself and a special mm-hmm. guest last night. And that special guest, if you did not get a chance to hear it, it was BTSC alum Michael Vet- Michael Beck. Wow. <laughs> I called him Michael Vet. Michael Beck <laughs> was back, and it's great. You know, he is uh, – He's on the police force in Canada and he had a night off and he was able to come back and talk Steelers came back home where he's always welcome to come back home. It was great to talk to MB. I just wish it was uh, with a Steelers win. Well, unfortunately, go ahead, Tony. Uh, too bad. He, uh, he, he uh, it's a good thing for the cornerbacks uh, that didn't steal any uh, interceptions because he, co- he couldn't have arrested them. I mean, they, uh, <laughs> they, they got off scot-free. So that's that's something we can go ahead and talk about. And that's great. I, I love that, Tony. Um, here's the deal. Yeah, the Steelers didn't get it done as a team. And Kenny Pickett is getting the brunt of the uh, blame for this entire wait. thing. Now, well, wait, 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 just wait. <laughs> wait, we, we, <coughs> Shannon, Shannon, there was a segue to... I was going to go ahead and finish that off. So, all right, before we say that, Kenny Pickett is getting the brunt of the blame for this in a lot of, with a lot of opinions. And a part of that is true. However, once I, once again, I said this was a team loss. But if you look at the whole thing, there were situations where Kenny Pickett was not able to close. Now, there's reasons why he didn't close, why that did not end up to be a win, and we're going to talk about that. And the whole thing about it is we forget, and I don't care how old he is. I don't care if he's 24. I don't think care if he's 28. I don't care if he's like Chris Wenke and was like 42 as a rookie. You know, all, all I care about is the fact that, and Shannon said this all along, all I care about is them getting better and progressing. Kenny was not completely ready for primetime yesterday. He was ready, but he wasn't able to close. So now, Shannon, I'm not going to disagree with you because there's so many ways, so many things that we can go ahead and pin on this. But I want to get your opinion, your knee-jerk reaction. And I think uh, you and I are gonna gonna respectfully argue this morning, and that's fine too. Go ahead. It's rebuilding. This is all rebuilding. That's why I won't talk about playoffs. That's why there's, you know, last night it hit me. They go into these games, like next week they're playing the Philadelphia Eagles. Does anybody rationally think they have any shot to win that game in Philly? I do. Well, I don't. And I think that, (laughs) you know, looking at it not as a homer, or not as somebody, you know, who just is hoping and praying for a miracle. You know, good teams, contending teams, have a foundation. And when Ben Roethlisberger played for this team for 18 years, I always felt like the Steelers had a chance. They had a fighting chance. I guess anybody, that, I don't ever remember a game I thought, 
They have no shot. I, you know, when they played the Patriots, that was the closest because the Patriots just in Brady and Belichick owned the stuff. Now you, there's games you're just like they don't have a chance, and that's the definition of rebuilding. And then they got the youngest offense in the NFL. People, I mean, you're talking about the highest paid defense that dropped four interceptions. Easy, you know, three of them was just right there in the hands. And they dropped four interceptions that was led directly to six points for sure for Miami. What was the margin of a loss? Uh, I mean, and everybody's like, oh, Kenny Pickett, Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett was forced into situations that he's a rookie. He's got a terrible offensive coordinator. I mean, there's no doubt about that. I mean, it's it just mm-hmm. too much evidence now. Um, you see what happened. Miami made one move. Pickens caught the touchdown pass, and then it was like, okay, Howard, they put their best corner, and he stayed on uh, Pickett, Pickens for the rest of the game. We don't have the ability to move Pickens around because Howard, what you know, he wouldn't have slid into the slot at first. But they don't move Pickens around because, one, he's a rookie and he might not know how to run the whole root tree. But I'm just saying that it was easy adjustment. And everybody's giving the defense a pass, but they're the highest-paid defense in the NFL. And they can't catch – you know, Ike Taylor's a scout now for the Pittsburgh Steelers, but he's obviously been working with them on (laughs) interceptions. Catch a cold. The line of the year. Yeah. I mean, I just don't (laughs) – I don't understand. Um, if you can't, they lack speed, so they have to play that zone that they've played forever. Because if they'd have tried to play man last night, it would have been a you know what we saw in that first quarter because the middle of the field was wide open. But they tried and they actually tightened up. They they got rid of that three linebacker crap. They tried to have three inside linebacker stuff again there at the early part of the game, and that was not gonna work. Because even the Miami running back and the tight ends was too fast for the Steelers' defense. But, I I mean, I'm just wanting to see. um, (laughs) I'm just wanting to see the the Steelers acknowledge the fact that their secondary is not only slow, but if you're slow, you got to at least be opportunistic. They was they dropped four interceptions that could have changed the outcome of that game. But we would have been on a 24-year-old rookie making his second start. So I, I digress. I, I there's no way to pin that that game on Pickett. He he did make mistakes and they did lose the game. But they're putting him in, in situations that you have to understand that that's what's going to happen. There's growing pains and a learning curve with the rookie quarterback. Absolutely. And that is my point. And that's definitely my point. That means he was not ready to this point to close out the game. Now, this is what I'm going to bring up because everything you said is true. And I'm not going to debate anything you said there because I definitely believe you. But as the host, I've got to bring up some bring up some points that will spark you. And I did exactly what I needed to do to get old Shannon all fired up. So let's think about this, though. Kenny's second interception late in the game. That happened 
after mis- dumb mistakes were made. First of all, I don't think Dan Moore Jr. should have been called for holding. I really don't. He, uh, that's something they all do then, you know, he let it go, but it was not egregious. I don't think it was a big deal. I don't think it needed to be called that, that illegal formation, that, that kind of stuff is just bad execution. That is bad teaching. That's just not that stuff that needs to get cleaned up. That's not Kenny Pickett's fault either. Then the next thing you know, he's throwing an interception because he's thinking he's competing against the world. He kind of feels like he's on an island. That's not Kenny's fault, and I get that. What I want to talk about, though, is Kenny Pickett going against his instincts at the very end of that game with that last interception. Kenny Pickett could have run the ball for 24 yards. He could have probably run into the end zone. It could have been a possibility or run out of bounds if he did it right. He wanted to. You could tell he wanted to. But he knew what he was, what he's supposed to do. And he stopped and did what he's supposed to do. He ignored his instincts because he was worried about the clock. He was worried about, you know, catching heat if it doesn't work. So he got in his own head at the very end. And I'm going to back that up. I'm going to say that. People in the live chat are saying, Kenny's going to be just fine. Yes, he is going to be just fine. Because if you ask Kenny Pickett who this game is on, Kenny Pickett is saying, Kenny Pickett. And it's not like a Ben Roethlisberger saying, oh, this is all on me. When you knew half the time, he did not, he did not believe it. He was just saying that. <laughs> you know, he was just saying that to be, oh, yeah, it's all on me. No. When he was probably chewing people out in the locker room. That's, you know, a lot of quarterbacks do that. Now, Kenny Pickett's going to take responsibility for this, and I love it. And the thing about Kenny Pickett, and I'm saying his name a million times, Kenny Pickett is going to go ahead and file this in his brain as what to, now he knows what to do in this situation in the professional ranks. Kenny Pickett is going to go ahead and learn from this better than anybody. That's why he's the right guy for the job. It did not happen last night. I think if he has more time on the clock, they win that game because he was racing against the clock. And sometimes you should not be racing. And that's it. Somebody in the live chat said that should only be two interceptions. That one, that first one was, I mean, Claypool's falling down. Yeah, I, I'll give you that. But unfortunately, the stat sheets, maybe PFF will change it because they... They change stats all the time because they they just do what they want to do on the on those. But all I'm gonna say, Kenny Pickett had a good game. He did not close, and so that's why I'm gonna put most of it. And I didn't say all of it. Most of it I'll put on Kenny Pickett. But that's what you expect when Shannon went off and said rebuilding. Yeah, absolutely, Tony. We're gonna go to you now. That's a lot to follow because you've got two. Fat guys yelling. Oh, I'm sorry, Shin. I, I didn't mean to say that to you. <laughs> I didn't mean to. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Two old guys yelling. There we go. <laughs> you got me all fired up. I want to. I, I want to talk about a lot of stuff. These damn potholes, daylight savings time. I'm off anyway. No, uh, my my, my, knee, my knee jerk reaction is, uh, uh, you know, 18 years ago, Ben Roethlisberger came onto a really good team with a great defense and a great running game. And he was really a, a complimentary piece. And, and if you read uh, Bill Cowher's book uh, that he produ- or published last year, uh, was it Heart and Steel or Heart of Steel? I, 
I, that was a great book. Anyway, I don't remember the title, but uh, he talked about how basically, you know, they had to limit the playbook for Ben in his rookie year. And, you know, he used half the field on, on, on most uh, pass plays and everything. So basically he was a complimentary piece on a, who came on and, and was a difference maker because the team was so great around him. He was able to do his little things that he, that made him so great ultimately. And, and, and now this year, Kenny Pickett, his rookie year, he's expected to lift up the entire team and he's just not ready for that yet. He's just not. And he shouldn't be ready for that yet. He's, he's a rookie quarterback. Most rookie quarterbacks aren't Dan Marino. They're not ready to step right in and, and, and carry a team on their back. That That's just not how it works. And, and like Shannon said, you have this, this, uh, you know, the highest paid defense and, and they can't hold on to an interception. They can't get after the quarterback, uh, two times in three games that they recorded one hit on a quarterback. So, you know, it's, it's just not, it's, you know, yeah, they, they, they did okay. They only gave up 16 yards, but you know, right after they scored that touchdown at the end of the first half, the pick at the pickings, what did they do? First play 32 yards. Next thing you know, Dolphins are off and running. Cam Sutton at the end drops that interception. Uh, that's that led to three points. And what the Steelers were chasing a touchdown the entire second half, instead of maybe a field goal, at the end of that game, if it's if it's what 13 and 10 instead of 16 and 10, maybe Kenny Pickett's uh, running an extra 10 yards out of bounds to set up a field goal and, and send the game in overtime instead of trying to be the hero and, and throwing into the end zone to to Deontay Johnson because he knew if he, if he if he tried to run for a touchdown, there's a pretty good chance that he would be stopped and then uh, they wouldn't be able to get another playoff. So you know, yes, Kenny Pickett had a bad game. There's no question. He 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 through some bad passes but you know he also didn't have help from from in a lot of different factors uh his team sh- like the, his team should be lifting him up at this point and instead he's expected to lift the team up and, and it's just not realistic in most cases for a rookie quarterback and that's what i'm saying too and in fact there is a lot of brilliance of kenny pickett and when you come down and think about it of course this is our job this is our job to bring these things up but when you go and think about it what don't you like about Kenny Pickett? There's not a lot. There's no. so much. I mean, when you're looking at this kid making these mistakes, you can see a superstar in the future. Shannon, am I correct? No, oh, definitely. And now look at this. This is, uh, somebody just put this up and I love it. Um, so, and I was talking about this on another show. Paul Kearns says Peyton Manning went three and 13 with 28 interceptions his rookie year. Eh, his career didn't turn out that bad. Ben Roethlisberger had a lot of luxuries that Kenny Pickett doesn't. Kenny Pickett's being asked to do a lot of things. And you're right. They did water down that playbook for him. They can't water. I mean, they, they're tried. They tried to put rookie handcuffs on him. You, you really can't. It's just, it is just not working, but I will say this. I like what he's doing. And when Shannon says, you know, you're not catching any of these. I love the Ike Taylor thing, by the way, Shannon. But interceptions, yeah. But the main thing is, you guys came late to the party. Everybody stayed on the bus for the first quarter. And you can't do that. You can't spot them a big lead like that. You That's how you lose football games. It's great that the defense made adjustments. But you got to make those interceptions. That's what separates you. Mike Tomlin said in the press conference, they made the interceptions. We did not make the interceptions. And those opportunities are great. Now, the nice thing about those 
those almost interceptions are their past breakups. Great. But hold on to them. And it's not hard to hold on to them. Even, I mean, Terrell Edmonds, I thought, uh, you know, I'm high on Terrell Edmonds. He should have had that. I thought Cam should have had it. The one for, I think the the one would have been tough for Levi Wallace. The other one I thought he should have had. Mm-hmm. But you can't come late to the party. You can't do that stuff. That does not work. And we're going to do this in the second half. We're going to talk about the play calling. I know we, we can talk about execution. We can talk about a lot of things. But I might be beating a dead horse on this, but I'm getting really, I'm, I'm turning on Matt, Matt Cannon to the point where I'm done. And a lot of you are. Now, some are going to blame Mike Tomlin for it. Mike Tomlin's not going. They're not, you could write, fire Mike Tomlin all you want. It's not going to happen. <laughs> and, and they do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't have to give you permission to do that. You guys are doing it. And, and you can blame it. And you can try to get me to say that it's Mike Tomlin's fault. I'm not going to. It's not because I'm trying to get press passes. Because I'm not getting press passes. Even if I get press passes. I'm not going. I'm staying where I'm at. It's I'm not kissing his butt because I'm never going to meet him. We're never going to be buddies. I, I'm never going to. Uh, I don't have to do that. But I can see. I know what I know this team. Now, why am I on the Canada thing? I don't think they're going to get rid of Canada either. But. We're going to talk about that so much more. I'm getting fired up. So let's go ahead and take a quick break. This is something we have to do now. Uh, I'm just going to take a five-second pause. We used to do it before. You guys hated it. Tell you what, SB Nation's making us do it. If not, they're just going to throw in commercials just anywhere in the mid-sentence. So just relax for five minutes. Take your breath. We're going to be back right after this quick message from something cool. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. And we're back on the Steelers hangover. I'm with my good friend, Shannon White and Tony Duffio. I, I, I called, I grouped Can- Shannon in with me earlier and, and called him a fat dude. And I did not mean to do that. So I do apologize. I know you acknowledged it, that you think you are. We're old dudes. That was, I'm sorry. because If I was with you, I would, I would hug you right now. But look at that. Look at, look at Tony with a gun show. Man, that's uh, that's oh, oh, I think I threw my rotator cuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know those are prosthetic uh, muscles there, Tony. We <laughs> we know that. If you if you're listening, Tony's trying to flex and look cool, which he does. I mean, uh, I, I'm impressed with it. Thank you. Here here's the deal. Here is the deal. 
Mike Tom Mike Tomlin is untouchable. I'm not going to debate whether he should be or shouldn't be. All right, that's not what we're doing on this show. What I think though is Matt Canada. This experiment should be over. Now we had this discussion yesterday. Who are you going to put to replace him? I don't care. I said you can get you can get a methed out hobo that might. I said that on the show last night. I, I, I think I, I, uh, Dave was speechless and he never is. I, I don't think he loved that, but you, you really can't. He'll at least be more creative because when you open the game, Shannon and Tony with run, run, pass every single game. Guess who knows it's going to happen? Mm-hmm. Any coach worth their salt watching tape. The peanut vendors know it. The beer vendors know it. Everybody knows it. Yeah. My blind aunt knows it. Yeah. Because that's what they're doing. That's creativity. I get it. Bill Walsh started the whole scripted play thing. But come on. When you're telegraphing it and they know what's happening, it's like in Die Hard. Hey, the FBI guys are here. They've got the uh, terrorist playbook and they're reading it uh, word for word. You know, Matt Canada stuff, they know what's happening. Tony. Well, I mean, we keep hearing about why why don't they start games or, or start halves with, with more of an up-tempo approach. And they don't ever do that until they absolutely have to, like at the end of last night's game, Sunday night's game. So why aren't they doing that more in game? To me, it tells me it's because the coach doesn't want to want the game taken out of his hands. He wants, he wants the, the final say on these, on these, uh, on his script, so to speak. And, 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 and he doesn't want to put the game in the hands of any of his quarterbacks, even, even Trubisky, he, he, the veteran. So it tells me that, you know, if he's, if he doesn't want to do what's working in the game, that tells me that maybe, you know, I have kind of had it with him too. And I, I'm not one that want fire to see coaches get fired. Cause I know it's not going to happen anyway. Not, it's not, and, and we know yeah. it. But it's just I'm tired. I'm tired of seeing the same thing each and every week. Each and every week, uh, the same kind of stuff. I mean, you know, they were clearly sitting on the uh, the first or the second interception by Pickett, the one that they was trying to hit Johnson because they knew he wasn't going to throw past 15 yards because they rarely do. You know, they just don't do that. They don't. They, you know, what, what did the players say after the game? We need more go routes. We need more go routes. We we've been talking about that forever. And 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 again, the middle of the field was 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 totally neglected until the very end when, when he found Fryermuth, you know, just like in, in week in week one. So yeah, I, I, I've, I've just about had it with, with a uh, uh, Matt Canada, blame Canada. Blame Canada. You know, I actually watched South park by accident last night after the game, I was still so revved up after the show and I was tired and that just is what happened to be on. That's really funny. Before I get to Shannon on this, Ryan O'Toole gives us $5 Ryan O'Toole, love that guy. I haven't seen him in the live chat in a while, so this is awesome. Did I miss a memo? Because it doesn't seem like the standard is still the standard. And if the scheme is so bad, why isn't MT, Mike Tomlin, asking for better plans? That That's a $100,000 question. I mean, the, that's it. Shannon, why isn't he asking for better plans? I think Tomlin... The offensive court and defense coordinator is people he is there. He is hires. 
Uh, he brings in guys that are yes men or people he's familiar with. Uh, and the and the coordinators, neither one are up to stuff. They're not up to standard. Uh, the schemes are not NFL caliber. Uh, it, it, look, we I've talked about it at length. Uh, you know, Tomlin has to change because they're not going to change him. He's not going anywhere. But he no longer has Ben Roethlisberger. He doesn't have um, that franchise quarterback. And he's going to have to – he is very conservative and plays it close to the vest. He likes to have complete control, and he's going to have to bring in some qualified people. Uh, and that's going to be on him because they're not going to do it without his um, – you know, him giving him the okay to do it. Um, but to get back to what Tony mentioned, you know, they Claypool comes out after the game and, and says, we got to, we got to do more go routes. You know, we, all of us need, you know, to get down the field and some, have some go routes. I thought it was funny coming from Claypool because he is so incredibly ineffective with, down the field go routes and and contested catches. Last night they had a good you know play called, and he had inside position streaking down the seam and picking through a good ball. It was a highly catchable ball. How do I know that? Because Claypool fell down, <laughs> and it just settled nicely into the cornerback's hands, uh, who was running behind Claypool. It would have been a very, you know, catchable pass for Claypool if he hadn't have fell down. Now, they showed the replay, and I'm thinking, well, something happened. You know, he, he they got their feet tangled up, and and but it looked like he just barely got bumped. Right. And and the cornerback kind of tried to grab him, but really didn't do a good job of doing it. <laughs> and he just fell down. So don't call for hey, I gotta have call some go routes when you're so bad at doing them. Because that was not a bad pass. That was him falling down. And he's 6'4", 230-some pounds. you got to be physical if you're that big. You know, that's his whole calling card. Um, again, it's it's the offensive play calling is maddening at times. It's just, uh, it's not working. It, it's, it creates confusion. They lack chemistry. <clears throat> but you're going to have that with a rookie quarterback. If if Pickett would have started at the beginning of the year, they would be at least four games ahead of where they are right now with developing offensive chemistry. Um, if you watched the fourth, uh, the third and one play, or was it? No, it was fourth and one play. They had the play called to go up the middle because they just needed one yard, and I was shocked that they actually got pushed in the middle. Harris for whatever reason, ran to the weak side where they had two blockers for, for three defenders and he ran right into and then tried to hurdle the, the defender that was free. I was, it was, they just, it's like sometimes everything you call works. You know, you're having a magical season. The Steelers are having the opposite of that. <laughs> everything they do seems to be, and I don't want to use a bad word here, but it's backwards. It's like, we're going to do a reverse, but we're going to use the wrong receiver. 
We have Deontay Johnson. His run after the catch ability is he looks like a fainting goat. <laughs> you ever see one of them fainting goats? Yes. If something scares them or startles them, they just, you know, and they're down. <laughs> what is Johnson when he sees contact coming? He's a fainting goat. But that's who we run reverses with. We, then we, you know, it's like everything they're doing, they try to run outside zone runs, right? They're doing it with Harris. He doesn't have the speed to get out there. Warren has been effective on some of them. Harris is not, but we still try. It's like, here's this, you know, here's a round hole, and I got a square peg, and I'm going to keep trying because eventually it'll work. Well, it's not going to. Shannon, is Mrs. White near you? No, thank God she's at work. Okay, well, <laughs> I need to have her emergency contact because she heard it last night. Because you're you're gonna bust a gasket here. I love it, but I don't want that to happen, guys. I I just want to bring up DJ two here. If Matt Canada deserves to be fired, he does. Just say it and own it. Stop giving this team a pass. It's a disgrace that he is employed by an NFL team. Not disagreeing with you. But what I'm going to say is, yeah, I'll do it. Matt Canada deserves to be fired. But does anybody think it's going to be ha- happened? They're not going to do it. And we can shout for it all we want. They're not listening to us. Exactly. I'm not, we're a- not, DJ too, we're not giving him a pass. We're just right. saying that he's, it's not going to happen. I think it should happen more than other people because of the thing. Well, who's going to replace him? I don't care. A pimply-faced 11-year-old right now, jacked up on Mountain Dew, might call a better game on Madden than Matt Canada does. Right. And I, man, I, at the beginning of the season, I was blaming Trubisky more. And we're talking, we talk about execution, but Mike Tomlin's the first one to say, hey, it's our job to get them up, up to execution. But when you're giving them that garbage and that's what that's what's coming in, then then that's why you're having me complain. And when you lose me, you've lost almost everybody because I'm the one that's I'm kissing the butt of the coaches, I guess. I have no problem, you know, saying, hey, well, let's look at the other side because that's my job to show both sides of the equation. But I will say this. I'm done with the Matt Canada thing, but I know. I know it's not going to happen. I'm not yeah. in charge. Right. Tony's not in charge. Shannon might be. I, I sang it. It's like Michael Scott saying, I declare bankruptcy. We can say it all we want. It's not going to happen. <laughs> I, I mean, they, they, he, he just wants, he just wants like a bunch of people to scream constantly fire the coach, fire the coach. Okay, fine. Fire the coach. Big deal. It's not up to us. We're just telling, we're just telling you what they are going to do. This isn't, you know, it's not all about emotion, you know, like the pitchforks uh, go to Heinz or Heinzfield, geez, Acreshore Stadium and demand stuff. It's not it's about telling you what we think they're going to do. And they're not going to fire Matt Canada midseason. He might quit like the like the offensive coordinator uh, line coach did last year. But I don't see that happening either. Uh, but us saying us qualifying it by saying, yeah, us qualifying it by saying, we don't think it's going to happen. That's not. It doesn't mean we don't own it. We're just we're just being realistic about the situation. We think he sucks. We think he's bad. We think he probably he should go, but he's not going to go. That's all we're trying to say. Yeah, it's just. I mean, we're 
there's no and and uh dj too i I love what he's saying and i agree with him on everything it's just the the problem is you know we can't lay the pressure on because it's deaf ears at the end of the day they are going to do what they want to do and that's a problem we can't boycott the team right gosh I've I've called for a boycott of the Pirates and the Nuttings. I used to work for the Nuttings. I've been doing that for years. They don't care. They they're not going to sell the team. You know why? They're making a boatload of money and they're not going to do it. It's different when you talk about the Roonies. I mean, the, you know, they care about the team. I don't think the Nuttings do. And, you know, they don't. They can say it all they want. They don't. This is just not something that we've seen them do. Dan, the the thing about Dan though, Dan Rooney would have went in and said, "This is it. You take care of it." They they did it to Chuck Knoll. Chuck Knoll was a legend that won four Super Bowls. They said, "Chuck Knoll, we're firing people. You you are firing people." I think they did it to. Uh, I'm not mistaken. I think they did it to Cower too. Yeah, uh, because Dan was a nice guy, but. He had the cojones, and when he spoke, they did it. And Dan, even more than Art, you know, I mean, Art ultimately is the uh, godfather, the grandfather, the founder, the everything of the team. But Dan Rooney was the guy who did everything. And now that he's gone, Art, uh, look, I'm not, I'm not blaming this on all Art. I'm just saying that Art is. There's certain things that he's not going to change and not going to do because, and I'm not sure. Rhino Tool says real quick, Acrisure sounds like a laxative apropos somehow. Hmm. Oh gosh, I don't think any of us need a laxative right now because uh, that was a proverbial blank shell, if you know what I'm talking about. And that's what well, the offense is right now. Laxatives get, get results. So that's, that's yeah, the, that's, yeah, and 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 uh, uh, the Steelers' offense hasn't, and the team itself hasn't been giving us uh, good results lately. Thanks for the two dollars, Rhino Tool, guys. How do? What's what's the easy fix? And we we can't call the play calling. What's the easy fix to get Kenny those reps where he's like, all right, I've been here before. This is what we do, Shannon. There isn't an easy fix. There, there's going to be growth, as you said earlier. He's growing. He's growing. He's going to learn from all this. You can tell. He, he's, you know, he's frustrated, but he's never shook. He goes to the sidelines and he's upset at himself. And he, you know, they like chemistry. Like I said, you know, the receiver does one thing and he thinks they're going to do another. That happens. It happens with rookie quarterbacks. It happens with all quarterbacks. If you didn't pay attention yesterday, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers looked incredibly pedestrian. Uh, you know, like Father Time in the last couple of weeks have smacked them both in the face. <laughs> They're on teams with a lot more talent than Ben Roethlisberger had. Ben Roethlisberger got nine wins out of that team last year. I was, you know, we we said we we talk about Ben and Kenny. Ben was a elitely unique player. There's never been another guy with his size, arm comparison, toughness, winning. I mean, you know, he wasn't the bookworm. He wasn't the scientist the, that just studied the playbook so much and 
he was a, just a big, natural, gifted athlete like to just go out there and play, and he won games in the end. That was just him. That Kenny Pickett's not him in any way. We When we try to stalk, compare Kenny to somebody, we're going to have to compare him to somebody that is more realistic. Um, Kenny is learning. Uh, I like his moxie. I like his intangibles. You have a certain group of people who desperately want him to be the franchise guy and are willing to overlook everything he does wrong. You have another group that didn't want the Steelers to take a quarterback at all, Mm -hmm. definitely not Kenny Pickett, and they desperately do not want him to be the answer, and they're wanting the Steelers to do bad and and draft a first-round guy early in this draft. You know, most of us are in the middle. We want to see what he can become. Because if you see from the neck up, he has the ability, the leadership, the maturity. He has those intangibles. But we won't know until we see how does he grow from this experience. And it would really help if he had an offensive coordinator capable of putting him in in the rest of the team in more favorable situations. Now, Matt Canada didn't drop the four interceptions. Matt Canada didn't get the the you know the illegal formation and the the penalties that put him in some bad spots when they had a chance to really do something at the end of the game, but he's not making good in-game adjustments. We you know last night they talked about it. Miami had two special teams guys playing at cornerback, similar to the Steelers the week prior. The Steelers didn't really attack those guys like they should have. Uh, they didn't take advantage of that. When when you have one or two important guys out, a good offensive coordinator will attack them and make you do something, you know, to pre- prevent that and stop that. Matt Kennedy doesn't do that. He has his game plan, and he doesn't make good in-game adjustments if it doesn't work. So uh, I, I'm sorry. I don't think there's any easy fixes right now. There's too many problems all the way around. Tony Deffia, let me ask you about Kenny Pickett. Is it just patience that we need to have? Because it's like everything Shannon said. It seems like this man is figuring it out. I I really think he's figuring it out. I think he's going to be very good. I agree with Shannon. He doesn't have the right offensive coordinator. But for the rest of this season, just have him continue to grow. But why not try to win games at the same time, Tony? Well, of course you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna keep trying to win games. I mean, they're, they're not gonna stop trying to win, uh, but you just have to keep putting him out there and, and, and exposing him to the to these situations week in and week out. I mean, if he's in the same situation last uh, next week or in some future game that he was in at the end of Sunday night's game against Miami, maybe he makes a different decision. That's what it's all about. I mean, like I said to you before the show, it's clear to me, or at least it seems clear to me, that he has the it factor, and we've all talked about that. He has the intangibles that you're looking for in a possible franchise quarterback, but he really hasn't had that it moment yet, you know? And I think, you know, until he does, you know, we're always, you know, we're going to wonder, you know, if he's the guy. So I think what he needs to do is to keep going out there each and every week. They need, they, they need to have patience with him. The fans, I know it's hard to ask of the fans, but they need to continue to have patience with Kenny Pickett and realize what this is. Like Shannon said, it's, it's, it, they're rebuilding, you know, they're still trying to win, but they're rebuilding, you know, and, and, you know, Keep sending him out there. Keep putting him in these situations, and uh, keep uh, letting him learn. 
uh, from his mistakes. Uh, and and that's, that's how he's going to grow as a quarterback. So as far as an easy fix, yeah, there's no real easy fix right now. You just have to, you have to keep going through hell until you, until you get to, through the, to the other side. Um, and I, I like Kenny Pickett and I'm convinced that, that he's going to be a good quarterback for them. And he, he's just going through what a lot of young quarterbacks go through. And I, I think they made the right decision by drafting him. And there's no point in, in, be, in being knee jerk about it and, and already moving on from, from him after three games. That's not, that's not uh, re- a realistic expectation. Expect him to be really good after a few games. Yeah, and I think it's fair. I mean, we we're talking about all the time about being biased and you know just not holding anybody accountable. I'm going to say, you know, like if anybody's going to hold themselves accountable for this game, it's going to be Kenny Pickett. And it's not to, it's not a bad thing to say. Okay, this is on you this week. This is what you need to do to fix it. And he, this guy's going to fix it. I think he's going to be great. I know he's only had had uh, two start, uh, three starts, or what have you. Uh, how many starts has he had? This is start number three. I know that's all he's had, and, and I'm fine with it. But I, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna call him out and say, all right, wasn't ready for prime time last night, but he will be. And that's the bottom line of this whole thing. Kenny Pickett will be. There's going to be so much to discuss. I know the Eagles are coming up next week. I know I'm the only one dumb enough to say that they've got a chance to win this game. Because I'm stupid. I know they haven't won there since 1965. But I still, I'm still that guy. I still think that they can come out and win that game. Because there's some heart beating in the chest. And one of the biggest hearts right there, usually that belongs to the lineman, but it's Kenny Pickett. And he's going to apply everything he's learning in these games every single week. And I know he's going to be fine. And it's going to be great. So just keep on watching. Don't give up next week. Just keep on going. TJ's going to be back soon enough, but it's not TJ's season to save. These guys have to save their own season. And that's what we can see if they can do. We got to get on out of here. This has been a great discussion. I've got to say thank you to everybody in the live chat. Uh, okay, I'll get to you in a second. I got to say thank you to everybody in the live chat. 120 for us going on early is fantastic. Um, so thank you so much. We can't do these shows without you. Shannon, 10 seconds, go. Just a quick comment. Uh, I'm his worst critic, but Devin Bush played one of his best games. And I'm seeing him starting to come back into form, attack the line of scrimmage, use that speed, uh, you know, seems to be more vested. I understand it's a contract year. So I was I was expecting it at some point, but we're at least starting to see it now. So I want to give him props for a good game last night. All right. That's beautiful. I love that, Shannon. All right. For Tony Defio and Shannon White, my name is Brian Anthony Davison. Just when you think you've got all of the answers. We keep changing the questions. Shannon, take us home. Woo! Woo, indeed. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply